Hey guys, Dylan here once again. Another reminder. Tickets are now on sale for this charity event. January 14th, the Optical View podcast is having a charity award show and celebration. Loads of fun speakers and fun entertainers are going to be there. Again, the link for this event will be in the description below. Go get your tickets. This thing is already selling off quickly, guys. See you guys there. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 45 of the Optical View podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be joined with Tyler Collins, also known as Tyco. This is a fun one, guys. Uh, Tyler has been in fitness for many, many years, and he's now kind of transitioned into bodybuilding. He talks about what it is and taking that full leap in. Hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy it. If you guys are listening to this when it comes out, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Optical View Podcast. Today I'm super excited to be joined here with Tyler. How's it going, Tyler? Fantastic, brother man. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. Great. Now, before we get into who you are and what do you do, I have a couple uh, rapid fire and quick questions for you just to kick things off. All right, let's get it. All right. My favorite genre of music is? Hip-hop. My favorite thing about myself is? Oh, I'm funny as hell. (laughs) The best gift I've ever received is? Oh, uh, wrestling tickets. Okay, okay. I'm going to flip that around. The best gift I ever gave was? Wrestling tickets. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite quote of all time is? Uh, Work smarter, not harder. Okay. I think I could use a bit more of that. <laughs> I feel we all could every day now, man. If a movie gets made about you, who would you want to play you in the movie? Like, who would be portraying me as, like... Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, I mean, I naturally would go to someone like The Rock, but... Uh, physique wise we don't that wouldn't quite work out so um maybe like a seth rogan or something like that okay maybe we'll go with seth okay what kind of what kind of movie would it be <laughs> oh god uh, i would like to say again like some sort of action thriller but uh i doubt anything like that so probably just like a sappy comedy or something like that i would imagine it was about my life i love it i love it okay now we're just gonna move on to this or that Hot or cold weather? Hot. Cats or dogs? Cat. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all day. Cat. Morning or night person? Ooh, are you asking me as of right now? That that answer has changed recently, actually. I'm a morning person now. But if you had asked me like 10 years ago, definitely a night person. It's weird. Oh, okay. All right. Tacos or burgers? Tacos or burgers? Oh boy, now that that's a serious question. Um, I I would probably have to go. Where are they from, or just in general? Whatever the best versions of both. Oh boy, don't do that to me. I think I'm gonna have to go with the burger. Go burger. Okay. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Good, good. All right, I was about to draw the line there. Super salad. Oh, uh, 
What kind of day is it outside? That makes a big difference. Oh, what kind of day is it? Day like today, I'm having some soup. You got to go with the soup, I think. Okay. What if it's hot and sunny and beautiful out? Yeah, then I'll have a nice crispy garden salad or something, I think. Okay. You want to be having some hot tomato soup in the sun? It'll be kind of weird, I think. <laughs> I feel I feel that. I feel that, yeah. And my favorite one, pizza or pasta? Pizza. Pizza. Been, I've been keeping a little tally here so far. We've only yeah. had people say pasta, so. Oh my goodness! Yeah, pizza, pizza's kind of taking over now, but we're starting a revolution. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who are you and what do you do? Uh my name's Tyler Colin. What do I do? Uh, as of recently, after COVID, uh, I've kind of taken a career change. I think that's how me and you you found my page, I guess, uh, on the fitness aspect. I got into online coaching and nutrition. Um, so I do that. Uh, my regular daytime job, uh, I work at a big sports bar in Toronto. So I'm a supervisor of venue and technology. So I just kind of like run events, uh, make sure all the equipment is up and functional. But I think uh, we're here to talk about like the fitness and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I started doing that part-time after COVID. And then uh, I've always had... Um, I don't know, I want to help people. I've always done like um, philanthropy type work, uh, giving back to schools and at-risk kids and stuff like that. So this was kind of just a natural progression for me, I feel. Um, yeah, and just as someone who's always trying to help out people, I guess. Okay. So take me take me to the start of your journey there, Your, I guess your fitness journey. How did that all start for you? Uh, like this part of it or just in my life in general? Let's start with your life and then let's the see. The whole way back. Um, I've always been into sports. I was always kind of a rambunctious child. Um, I mean, just a little bit about my best. It was always, uh, you know, you're a rambunctious child, a whole ADHD thing. Um, got in, like, my parents didn't know any different. They were trying to do well for me and stuff, but um, prescription medication and stuff like that. Uh, so as I grew older and was able to think for myself and stuff like that, I always just took a, an incline to just physical work, I guess, um, whether it be sport. was in. Oh, I played every sport. It was really weird as a Canadian. Uh, I played every sport in a league except hockey, <laughs> which is weird when I say that to some people. Like, what the hell? Because um, I come from uh, Whitby. I don't know if you know where that is in Durham region, but the only people that ever came from here are hockey players. So, you know, that's kind of – that's what all my friends did and stuff. But um, – I got into sports my whole life. I was into boxing and Muay Thai, uh, football, lacrosse, soccer. I kind of did a bit of everything. Um, and then I had a point in my life where, as, as most did in college, I experimented just drinking and being a knucklehead and stuff like that. So I wasted some time. Um, and then now, yeah, back into the fitness. I've, I've kind of just recalibrated my life and realized uh, certain decisions were going to me down a path of nothing worth really having i suppose you know um so yeah now i'm into like uh online coaching and stuff like that so we have a i work for a company called imperfect nutrition um so it's online coaching and nutrition fitness we offer like um uh, nutritional meal plans workout guides all that kind of stuff to try and help people along with their uh, fitness goals Wow, that sounds incredible. Now, I do have to ask, when you were playing all these different sports, was there any particular one that you excelled in? 
it's weird. I, and I think that like, as you asked me that question, I'm thinking of it. I always have this just kind of like a squirrel mentality where it's like, I have an interest in something. I go all in and I do it as best as I can. So I always jumped around with sports. I would play a sport for say four years and not get bored of it, but you know, friends would play something different. I'm like, well, I want to go play what my friends are playing. So we'd go play lacrosse for a couple of years. Then I played the soccer and, you know, basketball a bit. So to pick one sport, I, I would probably say boxing just because that taught me the most um, that I could reciprocate into like real life scenarios, just to, you know, being humble. Um, I don't talk stuff to people, you know, like you have to, um, be able to defend yourself and things like that. Stay calm in sticky situations. So I, I would say boxing and Muay Thai definitely would be my my passion, if not for the bodybuilding stuff now. And you got into that when you were young, the boxing and Muay Thai? Uh, I started that actually um, a little bit later. I think I started that uh, 22-ish. Uh, and I had started, I, I was going to my family doctor um and I was just having super bad anxiety and depression and things of that. And I went to my doctor and I said, Hey man, like I'm going to the gym, you know, I'm still feeling, you know, certain feelings like what, what can I do? And his first thing was take pills. Whoa. I don't know. And I, and I, and I always remember that. And I was just like, I don't, there's gotta be something else. It's mm-hmm. not fixing, fixing anything for me. Um, and he said, you know, okay, well, if, if you're not going to, take my medical opinion on it, then you need to just always keep your, your mind busy. And that's when I found boxing. My friend was in it and I went to a class with him and I was just hooked. The whole, just um, having to dedicate yourself and always be ready and prepared was always good. So yeah, definitely that. Did you ever compete? I did a few, not like uh, of any like professional fighting. I did some tournaments locally and stuff like that. Um, but when I was getting into that is when I started really using alcohol and substance abuse. So my mentality was never really like, I'm going to be the greatest fighter. I kind of just did it, you know, at the time for like bar fight, <laughs> it sounds really stupid, but things of just not a professional setting. So I, I did a few amateur fights and uh, things of that nature, but no, nothing like big time. Wow. Okay. So now you fast forward, you've done all those sports and now you're getting into to bodybuilding. How did that start for you? Always been in the gym. Again, the gym has always just kind of been my, I think I started going to the gym when I was like 17 it was the first time I went to a gym. Um, I don't know. I always just found for me, it was a place where I can go and just have my own time. There's no like the back in the day it was like, there's no teacher barking at me. My mom's not barking at me. Like, the girlfriends, you know, not there. So it was just kind of always a me thing. So that started early from when I went. I think I was like 17, like I said, first time I went to like a, a weight bodybuilding type gym. Uh, and just ever since, man, ever since. Wow. But there is quite a bit difference just going to the gym casually and, and, and dedicating your life to try and be a, a real bodybuilder, right? I, oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Like I did my first uh, competitive bodybuilding show last April. Um, so that was an experience on its own, just having to go through, um, and, and it's, it's cause you have to do like a, if you've ever heard someone say like I'm bulking, I'm cutting that, the kind of terminology like that, but my body was always kind of used to having to go into like a caloric deficit to cut weight, to make weight for the boxing and the Muay Thai. Um, 
So now when I had to do it for a competitive bodybuilding show, it wasn't as bad because my body was used to having to do all the cardio training, the sparring training, the pad work training, and then go do weights. Right. So now when I do it, it's just my body's like, oh, you know, you're not getting punched. This is all we have to do is just move this weight around and okay. lose weight. So for me, mentally, it wasn't as bad. Um, been hearing competitors just talking about their weight cuts and how bad it was and not really having a game plan to to what they were doing and stuff like that. I mean, it all comes with the territory, understanding and having to go through it. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a sure. tough sport, tough way to make a, an easy living, per se, because like, I do enjoy it. It is something I enjoy, but to make a living off of it is you've got to be in like the top whatever percentile of it. But um, in, and in our industry, though, like uh, being a personal trainer, your body is that's how that's my walking billboard. Right. Yeah. So if if I don't. Not to say you have to look a certain way to be knowledgeable, because that, that's just not true. But, you know. If I w- was a morbidly obese person telling you how to live a healthy lifestyle, I'm sure most people's little um, spider senses would start tingling. It just doesn't aesthetically make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I sense. 100% get it. Right? I mean, if there's two people and and you assume they both have the same knowledge and one is in good shape and the other one's not, you know. You're, you're naturally more... inclined to go with the one that looks better, right? Of course. Yeah. Which is also a downside, though, too, because there's a lot of trickery you can do now uh, with technology in terms of like a Photoshop or, or just, you know, there's a lot of, of, of people that will sell you like influencers is the, the big cool thing to call them now. But they'll sell you a product and tell you you can look like me by taking this. Mm. And it's like it's a fucking protein powder, mate. <laughs> like, stop that. You know, and and for someone who's at the end of their rope looking for a helpline, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy's got a twelve pack. All I got to do is drink this protein powder, and I'm gonna look like that." Yeah, you know that that's kind of where I get really bothered with it. For me personally, uh, if you go down the road of, of PEDs and stuff, that's completely your business. Like, but if you're in a position of, of power and you're selling people a hope and a dream that. The people in the know is not possible to attain. I think you're kind of a a shyster with that. But, you know, learning to navigate that that tricky part of the internet is, I think, with any um, business, right? There's always going to be a shark trying to steal something from some sweet old lady or something, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's especially tricky. online, right? Like you just mentioned, you don't, you don't know what that person exactly looks like unless you really meet them in person right like uh, especially height and weight and stuff right i mean I, I could be 160 pounds but i could i could probably look like i'm 185 oh exactly exactly and then that was one of the reasons why i went with like when i started with my coach it's the same company that i work for it was and that's what i had said to them he was like well why did you choose us uh, my coach's name is Paul. He said, Tyler, why, why, why did you choose us, man? I'm just curious. I said, because you're, he would work out at the same gym as me. And I said, because you're accessible. You're not just behind a keyboard. Yeah. Cause I had reached out to other, other companies and just kind of put out feelers. Like it's not cheap, right? Like it, it's something that you have to be committed to. So having all that said, just saying, Hey, Johnny, I, here's your pushups for the day. Go do it. Like that's, you know, I feel like there's a lot of that in the industry. So we, we, we definitely pride ourselves on um, 
commitment to just being there for our clients and just setting that extra little, I don't know, everyone has their own motivation, right? Like for me, that's been the most rewarding thing because there's a hundred clients, everyone reacts differently, right? Because for me personally, like I react to someone just yelling at me, like just get to work, go, go, go. But for someone who's just starting out in their journey or never had a coach yell at them or a football coach yell at them, like they're going to be like, oh, what the heck is, I don't like this. This is too much. Like, whoa, I'm going to quit now, right? So, yeah, it's been tricky. I definitely want to touch on the different coaching styles, but you you mentioned something before, and that was with the PEDs, right? Now, Mm -hmm. from my understanding that there are, um, I think they're called natural bodybuilding shows, and then the ones that, just don't have the word, you know, the word natural in them. Um, what, what do you do? I'm, I'm still natural. And, and, and for me, like I, I'm 35 years old. I've always, always, always been interested in the pharmacology of PEDs. It's like how it affects your body, what, what different things do to you, how it reacts and things. I've just always been a nerd for like science. Right. Um, so in terms of like testosterone replacement therapy, I, I think there is, Definitely, as you get older as a man and your body starts to produce less and less natural testosterone, you start to feel sleepy, like you can't get an erection, like there's, there's, you feel weak, your bones literally start to disintegrate. Uh, like I could go on for days, but so for things like that, I definitely feel um, there is a time and place for science to be of a benefit to people, but you know just abusing things for the sake of having big muscles is kind of weird to me, but, uh, so I'm in, I'm still natural. Yeah. Uh, but that could, I mean, looking at it realistically, if bodybuilding is something that I want to do, then you never know. You have to, uh, change and go down a different path, but for right now, still natural, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, but sorry, back to the, back to the shows, right? There's, there's the two different distinctions, correct? The natural and the ones that just don't stay natural. When oh right! Yes, yes. Do they have to? I assume they do some type of testing, or does that go off the honor system? So that that was my first my so like I said, my first show was last April, uh, and I had just reached out to them like, hey, so like, what are how does that all work? And they're like, well, it, and they had essentially said, if we feel the need, mm. so you have to understand like when you see things like in the UFC talking about bigger UFC fighters or just in general in sports getting popped for PEDs, right? That costs a lot of money to stay on top of testing. Like, oh yeah, that's not that's not cheap. No, like just to get your blood work done for as an average Joe is like two hundred dollars, right? That's just testing for generic sicknesses. But if you're going in depth and looking for specific substances, that's like a thousand dollars plus a test, right? So the bodybuilding shows in that sense is a business. They're there to make money, right? So I, I think a lot of them kind of just turn a blind eye, perhaps, to it. I personally never come across a testing in a natural show. So I'm only speaking from personal experience. Um, but yeah, when, when you get into like professional bodybuilding, the IFBB, uh, the International Federation of Bodybuilding, it's just like an unsung thing, right? Like once you know <laughs> what you're looking for and somebody abusing steroids or something, like there's only so much you can do naturally, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And something that, um, I don't know. But I would also like to say it doesn't take away from the work. I think a lot of people, as soon as the misconception, just like uh, um, over time now, 
the misconception of marijuana. Like it's fully legal now in our country. You can go to the store, it's taxable. So the stigma of it has changed. Obviously it's now completely legal. And I think things with steroids, like the, the queen said, you're going to take steroids. Now you have point range. Like, uh, I don't know. There's things that are very prone to certain people. Like if you're already an asshole, sorry for swearing, you're going to be more of one when you take certain things. Right. No, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you're you're completely correct. I mean, even on that that aspect, when you talked about TRT, um, and being at the age of thirty five, I don't know if you've had your levels checked, but the majority of men actually need TRT at that exactly. age. I haven't, and then that's why I say that because there's certain things like within my sleep, uh, like I've always been active, so the physical like recovery of it isn't. It's getting worse. Like yeah. for me to lift weights on a session back in the day it's like i'm good to go right but now training six days a week some days i'm like, oh boy kind of i feel my age i'm not old <laughs> 35 is old but i definitely don't feel the same whatever insert the verb of how i felt when i was like 25 right yeah so that is definitely real definitely definitely but no i haven't got my my testosterone tested i i'm actually very interested in it um like I said, I enjoy the pharmacology kind of side of things like that. So, yeah, we maybe by the next time we Whippy. talk. Yeah, yeah. You said you live in Whippy. I had a guy on uh, Dr. Callum Colum. He uh, he runs a performance lab, I believe, in Hamilton, and he does he does okay. all kinds of testing like that. I can send you his info. Yes, you so, should, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what the pricing is. I never spoke to him about that. Um, you know, I, I don't know how any of that works, but yeah, you definitely check him out. I, I, I've heard he's some of the best around. So much appreciated, brother man. I appreciate that. And, and getting back to that point, I mean, uh, again, with TRT, if you're bringing it back to a baseline, that's not <laughs> that's not giving you an unfair advantage, right? That's not you know enhancing your performance if it's bringing you to the the average of the competition. And th- that's what I I still have to do my research on it too right because i'm in the same boat like if the average man produces whatever between 300 and 700 well, whatever i believe it's nanograms per yeah. deciliter yeah i don't want to misspeak whatever the reading is right there's a natural reading where your testicles produce said levels that is natural uh to me if you're taking something exogenous like outside and you're putting it in you it's still technically natural I think by oh, definition, yeah. I don't want to misspeak, right? But when you're getting into like a physiological dose where it's like five times the amount, yeah, you're natural. Like, okay, well, I, I think mean, that's a different, right? Yeah, it's like ethics. It's like ethics versus legality. Right? Exactly. It, it's I, exactly. I don't know what the the legal says, but if it says you can't input that into your body, I mean, someone could also say, well, if you're having protein powder. Right, and you're not. What's the difference? From your you're supplementing it, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's where I think with with things like you'll see with USADA and and things like combat sports and UFC, where early on in UFC before they tested, like everybody was on it, like Vitor Belfort, yeah, Mark Holman. You look at their physiques, and when you know what to look for, it's like holy cow. And then when you see USADA came in, and whatever year they came in, I don't know. 2010s have you ever heard of uh, the youtube channel more plates more dates Derek? no 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 so he's just a, an internet guy he's into fitness so he just breaks down these kind of things and he broke down 
just they put their physiques beside each other, like before and after the use. And it's just like, holy cow. But the, essentially, he was trying to say, like, oh, I'm in my natural uh, physiological range. Like, I'm not breaking any, any laws, like you were saying. It was like, well, yeah, okay, but, <laughs> like, you'll look like a gorilla. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's also some people that you look at and, you, and you, you think that person has to be on something. Like, you take a Yoel Romero. That oh, guy, God, yeah. like he, he's on something all the time, and then even when Usada came in, um, I think he got popped for for something, but I don't think it was it was an anabolic steroid. I think it was like weed, or like that, or cocaine, or something. But it wasn't performance enhancing, from my understanding. And There's he, a lot of people that with genetics, like it's very cliche, like but <laughs> there's just certain people. Like I have a black friend; he's a big guy. He doesn't lift weights, and you would look at him and be like, what the f- give me your plan. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I, I, I don't work out. <laughs> it's like, what? And he's just like, I, I don't, I don't work out. You know, some people just have the genetics of a, a freak show. And yeah. it's that, and I think that's also too, um, why it's important to never compare yourself to others too. Right. Cause you don't know someone else's story. And that's something my coach told me for my first show. It's like, well, this is your first time on stage you don't know how long that person has been working out for, right? Mm. Yes, this may be his first show, but he's been working out for 15 years. With, you know, so yeah. it's always not always judge a booking, or don't always judge it. It's very cliche. Don't always judge a book by its cover, but, you know. Yeah. It can, it can be tricky, though, especially yeah. when it comes to something like that where you're looking at it and your whole, you're judging off the first thing you see, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a, 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 an amateur, um, her name was Chantel, a bodybuilder on here, and she was trying to trying to make it to the pro level, right, going to different pro shows, getting a pro car, and she came super close a couple of times, and um, without putting words in her mouth, she kind of felt like she should have won, and so I kind of asked her, you know, what is, you know, what's the deciding factor, and it's purely opinion-based. <laughs> It is. And, and that, that was the one thing I had to, I struggle and I still do struggle with because we still have other teammates that compete. So we're always going to different shows uh, and just supporting them. But it's, it's literally what the judge is feeling that day. Right. Yeah. Johnny woke up and he wants to see someone with some banging legs, some big <laughs> quads. Right. Yeah. And, and you, I don't know. A lot of people don't like to train legs. Once you get into the professional ranks, obviously that changes, but like, it's a stereotype, right? Like, what, whatever he wanted that day, he wanted a big tricep. Okay, this person is in far better shape. He's peeled. He's got the twelve pack. But Johnny, the judge, was looking for a tricep that day, which it keeps it good though too, because it's never you never know, right? So you always have to be constantly evolving, constantly working on everything. Because I mean, it, it's tricky too, because especially if someone's just starting out, just tell them. Or to, I don't know what the word is. Like, to make them not want to go to the gym is obviously the last thing I want to do. But when you see certain people going and starting an every day's bicep day, it's like, <laughs> guys, like, we got we to gotta figure that out, right? Like, at yeah. that point, going to the gym six days a week and doing bicep six days a week is not beneficiary. Yeah. You could go twice a week and you'd be doing more of a service because recovery and resting is far more important than any workout. Nobody understands that until you get into it, right? And it's like... 
antiquating gym time with results when it's you know you worked out for two hours you could have trained for one gone super hard and trained properly and then spent that extra hour that you used fluffily lifting weights and taking selfies you know eating properly or having a nap or so on well that's that's actually great that kind of brings me to my next thing here i mean how much time or uh, i guess intensity whatever you want to call it probably a combination of both do you personally spend in the gym and, and you know for which days and etc uh, so my split right now it's my off season too right so it does change a little bit when we're getting into prep uh, so right now off season i'm six days a week i do a push pull leg split um so the first three days and this is where coming and just training and, and learning about your body comes in. So the first, like, a, I call them A, B, C, D, E, F. Um, so I do push two times a week, right? There's an A and a B to that. The first one I do heavy. I go heavy in the first of the week. Normally at the beginning of the week, you got some energy. You know what I mean? You're not run down by your work. Um, so I try and do that one heavy. And then the B component of it is more accessory work to that and lighter weights, more reps, getting more blood in. So I try and hit every body par twice a week right now. Um, so yeah, push-pull leg split is what I'm doing currently. I, I, I personally like it the best because um, when you get into like, you've ever heard of like the bro split? I don't ever say that to you. So the what split? The bro split. Just uh, doing like one day you're doing biceps, the next day you do chest, the yeah. one day you do a back. I mean, there's nothing bad, and that's the thing where it's like, if if that's going to motivate you to go, by all means go. But there's mm-hmm. far more efficient ways because that's what you said was an efficient way to do it, right? So, yeah. for me, a push pull leg split, um, and and having a plan too. A lot of people just go to the gym, like I'm going to move weight, go. There's no plan. There's no documenting of it. I feel like having the plan, it, it was big documenting it so you know week to week am i getting stronger because a lot of people just antiquate strength with weight on a bar well, that's not necessarily true well like, if you think realistically how many times do you see somebody lift 800 pounds or something over their heads not very often <laughs> <laughs> not very often right or okay so then mm, let's say like 80 pounds or something like a bag of groceries or a box or something is far more applicable to the average person right yeah so a lot of people don't understand the difference between bodybuilding and powerlifting. Yes. Yeah. Right. I see a lot of people trying to be a bodybuilder. Like for me, what's, if you were to ask me, what's my goal? My goal is to look good without a shirt on. I stand on stage for 20 seconds uh, and, and that's my goal. Right. So to be in a gym six days a week and train like a powerlifter, i.e. squatting absorbent amounts of weight for say two reps, you're going to burn out. You're, you will not last. It, it's just, unless your whole focus is the mind frame of being a power lifter, sorry. Um, but in a bodybuilding realm, like I don't train, like especially on something like a bench press, I don't train my one rep max. That's terrifying for me to sit under a bench and hope to God I can hold it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you see memes of that, the ego lifting, like, when you when I see someone do that, I think in my head, do you think anyone actually gives a flying F? Yes. You just lifted an extra 30 pounds? Who cares? Yeah. And then now you've injured yourself and now you're out for a month. So what, what, did, what did we accomplish? Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. A whole lot of injury. And then when things like that, you can't take it back. When you start doing super heavy stuff, like if you slip a disc, oh, <laughs> oh boy. Though there's certain injuries like you can't work, you can't go to therapy for, like nerve stuff, like oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh when I was younger I, I did quite a bit of powerlifting. And uh I think I probably had an ego moment and I I definitely hurt my hurt myself uh deadlifting, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It's scary. And then I, mean, it, it I was is weird. for a competition though. That was the difference, right? I was trying to, to go But you okay, so that I, I do feel that that is different as you were training for a powerlifting, like yeah. right? When I okay, so as an example the other day, and this person wouldn't know. An older gentleman in the gym walks in and his first exercise is just like a, a barbell curl. <laughs> He's maybe hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Not very muscular, just like an average Joe looking father looking guy he goes and grabs a 70 pound barbell and starts doing curls and i'm like what the fuck like it's it just weird like if your first exercise is you air humping <laughs> I, I i just i feel like there's an ego there because you're looking around like oh i have to feel strong in front of men or you know yeah. it's just pride is a big thing in the gym most men struggle with well, how much do you think it's it's pride versus um, not knowing, like un, being unknowledgeable? That's fair. Yeah, uh, it, it, I guess it, if you if, if someone new to the gym, I would say it's it's probably eighty percent just not knowing, right? You don't know what you don't know. Well, even if you're not, but when new, you see right? I mean, if that guy's a muscular person doing something wild, spicy, I, I I question it. Like you just saw that on a YouTube video before you came in. Yeah. Right. There's a reason, like with any sport with any profession almost it transcends like the basics are the basics for a reason if you're a basketball player you learn to dribble probably the first skill in which you need to learn right and and with hockey you learn how to stick handle i don't know golf you learn how to drive a ball so on and so forth but with bodybuilding you have to just learn the basics squat deadlift like very basic movements and just learning them when like when someone says to me I, 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 you know, I've been working out for this long, but I, I train my, I, or I change my program every week or every other week. Well, why? Then that's for me Like you don't, you're not understanding. Like you don't, you need to adapt. I personally have been on the same, roughly same training program for months, almost a year now. Right. So. It's tough. It, it's tough because then, and then with the fitness, there is no technical right or wrong answer. If someone's getting results, who, why does it matter? Right? Yeah. If you're doing it in a safe manner, of course. But six abs or six abs doesn't really make a difference how you got them. <laughs> no. I mean, that actually kind of, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. You mentioned, you know, your push pull legs. What day do you incorporate abs? Uh, well, I'll be honest right now in the off season, I, do not, hopefully my coach isn't listening. I do not do much abs, which is mm. bad. Um, a lot of the abs stuff for me, I can get with my diet. Like I personally don't even really need to train my abs. I have always just naturally had like a six and a weird little seven pack at times. It's all in my diet. So like right now, just as an example, I'm like 208. And then for competition, I'm down to like, I was 158 for my show. Wow. So, like, it's a big cut, right? I can show you pictures after, but, like, your abs are always there. Even if you're a morbidly obese person, you have abs. They are there. Like, 
it's literally a part of your muscle. Like everyone has quads. Everybody has a bicep, right? Yes. But if I'm 400 pounds, tucked neatly under some excess fat, right? Yes. Yes. So a lot of that, I did really. So to answer your question in the off season, I I train them maybe twice a week. I'll incorporate it kind of just if I didn't really get to a certain point in a workout or I didn't hit a number kind of feeling like a little, a little weak or something, I'll tire myself out and just burn out with that. So at least I feel like I got a good sweat kind of thing, but leading into prep, I definitely will be doing abs probably like four times a week just to make sure you don't have mm-hmm. any fluff. Got it. Got it. And do you follow the sport? Do you watch the Mr. Mr. Olympia and everything like that? I do. I try my best. Did you watch it? It was yesterday, right? Yeah. We uh, see bum one four in a row Canadian, which is nice. It's inspiring too. Cause like, it's a sport where you don't need much. You just kind of have to just put your head down. So to see his indices from around, he's Mississauga or Brampton. So, I mean, that's even cooler too. Cause like he's technically around the corner from me. He's close. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's the difference between, because they have so many different categories, right? They've got the... the oh, yeah. Oh, so many. The classic physique, which is... That's traditionally the big one. That's the one that C-Bum won, right? Um, the 212. What what are all those? So, different? yeah, the 212 and the classic... Or no. Oh, I'm going to misspeak. So, yeah, there's just different... Like, so for me, I'm men's physique. I wear board shorts. I don't wear the, the little Speedo. Uh, it's more just like upper body showcasing. Okay. Then there's classic physique. Um, then there's uh, and then when you get into things like open bodybuilding, there's no weight cap. Those are just the big monstrous um, people like who want to, I think Hottie, not Hottie. Hottie yeah, it was Hottie Ch- Ch- Chapman or something like that. Ch- Chapon. Chapon, yeah. Yeah. So when you see someone like that, like my God, you know. That man walks around probably at close to like 400 pounds mm-hmm. in his off season. Uh, so those are obviously people that use drugs and such. But um, and then in the women's, it's the same as well. There's a bunch of different categories. I'm not. There's women's physique. Um, there's a bodybuilding also for that as well. And their uh, their their um, stipulations are not very certain on i think it's the same kind of thing where one's more of like a leg dominant and if you're proportioned better on the upper half you would go into the bigger category got it so what's the 212 is that the weight that's like a weight limit that's the weight limit yeah so the difference between like a c-bum and being in 212 and then the open the open i do not believe there's a weight cap you can be like literally as big as you can physically get right there's no, you have to come in at this weight, but obviously for the 212, it's in the name. Everyone on stage, when they get weighed, has to make weight. Wow. So it's a lot more with stuff like that. It's a lot, obviously more detailed because in terms of eating, if you don't have a set number, I can just literally eat to put on the pounds and step on a scale and be big that way. It's almost endless. It's however much you can physically stomach, right? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to having to be mentally cautious of, I have to hit this weight. I have to be on point all through my prep. Which, not to say the open bodybuilders don't, because they 1,000% do. But obviously not having to worry about a weight, you can kind of 
get away with taking certain things and mm. changing your diet a little bit. And those are all those are all tested. Those are all natural. The Mister Olympia two twelves in the class. oh god no, oh. not not one of those people is natural, sir. No, no, no. But again, no. not taking away from their work, right? But it's not, and 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 that's the thing. Like I think, like I was saying earlier, like the misconception of pot and marijuana in this country, ten even ten years ago, you're sneaking behind a pizza pizza to smoke a joint. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh god, like oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Right, but now it's kind of with the PEDs. I think it's becoming more accepted. It's it's more like you still have to do the work. Like the misconception of I'm just going to take this and I am not going to look like that. Dear God, no! Like there's people in the gym that I talk to all the time, and they're like, "Yeah, I take this, this, and this," and I, in my mind, look at them and go, well, "You're wasting your money. That's a waste of money. I don't. You look normal to me. I wouldn't." You know, and those are the same people that don't have an understanding of nutrition or recovery. They're just like, I'm going to take steroids and get big. <laughs> what are we doing? You don't, you don't follow a meal plan. You don't know how to count <laughs> calories. You don't know what your maintenance calories are to hold weight. Like these are the most ever. You learn that in grade ten gym class if you pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Right, like you know, and then now people are just like, fuck it, steroids, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. Which don't get me wrong, they work. That's the whole fucking point. Like they do work, right? But without the foundation of everything else, you, you're robbing yourself of seventy-five extra percentage points of knowledge of, i.e., nutrition and recovery, and even just proper training too. It's like eating a bad diet. You know, you eat McDonald's and KFC. You can't outwork a bad diet. And, That's another and, thing too, right? Yeah, no. And then you go and you take a multivitamin, you think that you're healthy. It's like, mm. or when you, yeah, when you see someone go to McDonald's, get twelve Big Macs, and then a diet Pepsi. A diet, like, yeah. What, what are we doing? And that's the other thing with the cheat meals too, right? Like, when it comes down, people ask, "How many cheat meals do you have a day?" And it's like, for me, my my diet, I enjoy my diet. I don't ever consider anything a cheat meal. I enjoy it, and it's healthy, right? So I'm I'm lucky in that sense. But when people are like, oh, I'm going to choose this salad over a cheeseburger. It's like, okay, which is fine. In theory, that makes sense. You're, 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 you're on the right track. You're thinking properly. But then you think of something like your dressing. You just ruin the whole thing. Yeah. You might as well have your cheeseburger and fries and enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. Because calorically, you're eating more calories in that salad. And you done tricked yourself into thinking you're being healthy. Right. And then that's where people get into the, well, I'm eating a salad. How am I gaining weight? What? And then they can't wrap their head around because they just antiquate salad with healthy, I, I guess, is a big thing. But it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's so your much. diet looking like? I mean, off season versus prep. What's, what's your diet looking like? Um, or nutrition, so, I guess I should say, because diet diet has a bad negative connotation to it. So it does and it doesn't. I mean, right now off season, I get to eat a lot of food, so it's good. Um, I don't have a meal plan per se. Like I said, I've always have been pretty good with my diet, so it's it's a flexible dieting is what we really try and preach. Like people always ask, "What's your like?" You're asking, "What's sustainable?" What what the answer is? Like because there's like keto, there there's carnivore, on ever all of these things you probably heard of, right? What's sustainable? what works for you yeah what is sustainable for you because for me to go through something like keto and take out all carbs are you kidding me 
<laughs> I would be so miserable. I wouldn't function and eventually your body will adapt. I understand science and that. Yes. But just, I couldn't, I would be miserable. So when someone's like, Oh, I'm on doing keto and it's working. Well, yeah. But when you stop, you're going to balloon back up and then you're going to be 30 extra pounds because now you're holding all the water and retaining all of the extra glycogen and stuff. Um, so my diet right now on uh, off season, 4,500 calories a day. Um, I have certain numbers like protein number. I got to hit carb number. I got to hit. Um, and then prep starts. Uh, ooh, what are we doing? We're almost January. So like middle of January, I'll start my diet. Um, and then it, it'll start probably the first month. I'll probably from 4,500, I'd say probably like 4,000. Okay. And then every week I do progress pictures with my coach. We just kind of take it from there week by week. Um, it, it's a kind of a chess game. And then like by show day, sorry. So right now I'm at 4,500 off season show day. Last year I was 1,700 calories. Wow. <laughs> so context of that my morning shake now has more calories than i would eat in an entire day of prep wow that is uh do you know the difference how you feel oh god i'm a miserable son of a gun Mm. yeah big time big time big time um but learning how to have like a caloric budget like when i can eat when eating certain foods affects me because if I eat something super big at the beginning of the day, now my stomach is stretched. I'm going to be hungry for the rest of the day. And I have nothing left to eat. So it's kind of like, what do you do? So learning to just like portion things out for the course of the day. So I'm constantly eating, but it's always small. I'm always having something chewed per se, right? Mm. Little little hack. Because otherwise, like when I first started, I would just eat. And I'm like, oh, man. And then go to work, and it's like I have eight hours left in my day, but I have two hundred calories to eat. Uh, <laughs> whoopsie. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and then it's always the discipline too, because like there's no one literally going to do anything to me if I eat anything extra, right? Nope. If I cheat too, like I don't have to put it in my food tracker. My coach won't know. Who knows? Who's the only person? Me. So that's why earlier you're like accountability and things like that is definitely something I've learned from the sport. While it's a team sport and like I have a team, I have teammates and stuff that we all compete with, coaches, friends and such, but it comes down to it, the diet, like you can't really cheat yourself. No. Which is good and bad, right? But getting to that level of discipline was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Because I work in a restaurant too, right? So <laughs> not having food to eat and then just smelling awesome fried food all day long was tough for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Now, speaking about your team, you you mentioned your coach quite a bit. What does your coach do exactly? Uh, does he help with your poses? Does he help with your uh, exercises? What, what is that? So I got lucky with, with my team here. And that's why I say, like you're saying, does he help you with posing? They literally help me with everything. So from nutrition, workouts, posing just life like these people have become like friends to me now too we just talk about life and things like that it's they had warned me when i started with the company it's like a lot of this has nothing to do with the sport a lot of it is just like therapy in a sense like you're just talking listening to people like it's it's weird the way that works out um sorry what was the question again i just want to know what what 
um, you know, your team does for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, nutrition plans, workout plans, motivation. We have different groups, seminars. We travel. We go to shows. Um, we just try and spread awareness, really. I mean, is the biggest thing we do. Just like healthy, positive, just a camaraderie, mm-hmm. I guess, in a, in a nutshell. I mean, there's obviously far more to it, what we do, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did mention uh, that you, you most of your team train out of the same gym. Is that common? Yeah, I mean, when I met Paul and Stephanie, they're the people that own the company. They trained at my gym. Uh, and then my other teammate, Alexia, who is now a coach, she trained at my gym. Um, I don't know if it's common, but it, it was for us. Uh, but I, I guess it, yeah. But now I don't know if that's common amongst other other teams and such but that's a nice thing too like we have clients that live in vegas we yeah. have clients that live in california we have one from i think switzerland or sweden we got the other week right so that is the beautiful thing about the internet like we are able to reach people all across so mm. okay and then i also want to touch on this i saw this in your bio uh you're a mutant athlete mutant mutant uh, sponsored athlete yeah, yeah, that's always good. Like it's an expensive sport in terms of supplements and memberships and things like that. So anytime you can get a little help with a, you know, some percentage off some stuff, that always helps out. How did that come about? Did you have to reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Uh, with Mute, I reached out to them. It's just like an affiliate program, really. Um, reach out to them. Just do a little quick interview. Just kind of make sure your goals and such are kind of aligned. Like, uh, obviously, being an athlete of sorts myself, like, I use their product too, right? So it, it kind of, it makes sense. I mean, I get why people promote things to make money. But for me, anything I would ever promote or put out to my people would be something that I could actually, yes, I have used that or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I gotta believe it if I want to, you know, give it to other people and 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 promote it. So I, well, that's a thing too, right? Because especially in my industry, like word of mouth, your word is literally what you have. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the same across most industries, of course. But like, if I tell you to take something and it makes you crap your pants or something, you're like, well, what the hell? I was I'm supposed to be listening to you. You're supposed to know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I do take that seriously for sure. Yeah, and last kind of little subcategory here before we we get to the closing point, kind of wrap it up because I know I know we're running a bit late. Um, All good, brother. I know you 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 had music on your your Instagram there. Were you a former DJ or what did you what did you do in the yeah. yeah, so it's crazy. That's what I was saying. Like before COVID, I did took a whole career change. Uh, I was a DJ for like ten years. I used to make music as well. Uh, so I did that for a long time. Uh, and then COVID happened and I kind of like, obviously like the industry of DJing, like there was no clubs, everything was closed down. Obviously took a turn. Right. So I was forced to kind of just figure out how to pay my bills. So since then, I kind of, I kind of just been focusing on the health and fitness stuff. Cause like that industry is tough too. Like you're working late nights. What's open at two in the morning. McDonald's. Yeah, you're drinking all night. It's not very con- conducive to a healthy, healthy lifestyle. 
Mm. But yeah, I mean, that was always something that I was always passionate about. Music has always been something I've enjoyed doing. And then also to do, like be able to provide for yourself for that long by something you enjoy doing was obviously awesome. Yeah, I mean, not many people can say that, you know, their their work is something that they would do for free, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why now with to tie that all back into the fitness stuff, like I'd, I'd be working out anyway. Yeah, and if anyone ever hit me up like on my Instagram or something, hey man, I got a question. I'm always there to help people. I've never been like, I don't know you. Why are you asking me that? Like, I think it takes courage for someone to say, hey, I don't know. Can you help me? That's tremendously courageous, on, in my opinion. So, always trying to help people. I love that, man. I love that. Now let's let's wrap it up here with uh, what are what are some of the big accomplishments throughout your life, whether it's DJing, fitness, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it. Oh, that would like to put on your you know your list of accomplishments uh boy that's a good question uh, i would say in the music realm being on tv having my mom see me on tv was pretty cool i got to do uh breakfast television cb24 ctv and stuff so that was pretty cool uh, getting to perform on tv having like my mom especially just see me on tv was pretty cool hmm. how long ago was that uh, 2004, 2015. Oh, okay. okay. So it's getting there, which is crazy. That was almost 10 years ago. Like, that alone is crazy. Yeah, no, I, I used to work in that building. That's why I was like, I wonder if I ever met you there, but I didn't work there at that time. So, which building? Uh, the City TV? Yeah, so oh, I, okay. worked in, nice. I worked in the, the agent court one and I worked at the one downtown. Nice. Wait, you, what do you do? Are you a cameraman? Uh, well, I've, I've stopped doing it now, but I was a broad oh, okay. audio technician, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so any oh, of the, how... the shows and stuff, you know, like the MMVAs or the Much Music, anything like that. Okay. I set all that up, and then I, I essentially did all the back end, me and, and the rest of the crew, we did all the back end stuff. Um, so well, the podcasting thing makes sense then. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I didn't that wasn't yeah it wasn't my idea going into it i just kind of i kind of fell into the job and then i really enjoyed it um and i just kind of stuck with it and again it was cool you got to meet a lot of people but i'm not really somebody who who's into a lot of the i don't know i guess celebrities if you will so i would meet yeah, people yeah. and i would have no idea who they were right? <laughs> the same way like oh you're famous cool yeah yeah like there, there's a famous um a famous story i tell people i think it was william shatner if, if if i remember correctly he was doing a big movie promotion and he was doing um something for space and then some some type of interview and i had no idea who this guy was right and he comes in the elevator i'm holding this big ladder because we had to we had to run some run some stuff and he comes in and he says, hi. And I say, hi. And he, he goes, uh, aren't you going to ask me for an autograph? Something along those lines, right? <laughs> I, go, I go, why? Do you want my <laughs> autograph? Like, I was like, Who, who's this guy, right? <laughs> and my uncle, who's in the elevator, I, I, he, he leaves on the next stop. He goes, do you know who that is? And I go, I have no clue who that is. And he goes, oh, it's, you know, whoever. It is. I think it was William Shatner. I go, oh, cool. I go, who, who is he, right? Like, I had no <laughs> idea who he was. <laughs> And it was just like he was flabbergasted that I didn't know who he was, and I felt bad after because I'm like I probably ruined that guy's day, but whatever. <laughs> it happens. Most people wouldn't, though. I feel like I, I, that's definitely like our parents' generation. 
Yeah, well, I mean, but, if anyone would know him from like a, an insurance commercial or something. Now, yeah, like, something. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like, like people like that all the time would come in, right? Like, uh, uh, I, I was in the elevator with Mike Tyson one time, right? Now, obviously, I. I oh, I, that's cool. Yeah, I, I would get good to that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the famous interview he did with the uh, something. Oh, with the other black dude. Yeah, yeah, and the and he just, hey, ripped, them he just ripped them apart. Yeah. Uh, it was it was actually that day. I remember that very specifically. Was it after that whole thing happened? No, it was way before. Way before. I, okay, I was gonna say yeah. I'd be pretty scared to be alone with that man in an elevator after he was all yeah. like. Well, no, he had he angry had like that. With him and yeah, yeah, no, he was he was such an like like when you think of of Mike Tyson and, and you know he he wasn't that guy. Right? He was very nice and oh how are you and you know very very polite and stuff like that and I'm like. I've always been a, a boxing and martial arts fan, so I was like low key freaking out and trying to keep it cool, right? I would be the same way, brother. So, oh my goodness, that's like one of my idols, is Mike. Yeah, that was that was that was a pretty. That's probably the only thing that I think would really spark me. But like uh, a lot of the performances, I met a lot of the people. I just didn't care or didn't know who they were. So I was like, I wonder if I met you one time. But if you were there. Way before I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met you. I was there probably about 2016 to maybe 2019. So, yeah, I think this was 1450 or 1560, maybe even somewhere in there. It's maybe. all a blur. It's all a blur. <laughs> Any, anyways, here, yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, let's get into the closing closing things here. Uh, I've got three questions I ask every one of my guests. Can I ask them to you? Too? Okay. <laughs> What three qualities do you possess that make you successful? Three qualities. Hardworking, determined. Uh, 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 what's the word? It's selfless. Selfless. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't say discipline. I, well, I feel like we already touched on it. I'm going to try and give you something different. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> What is something you do every day that you are proud of? It's, it sounds corny, man, but just get up. <laughs> just get up and go through it, man. I mean, so like everybody, man, there's just some days you just do not want to. Um, yeah, just getting up, man. Getting through work done no matter what. Appreciate that. And this is my favorite one. If you could go back in time, what is something that you would tell your younger self? Wow. Probably stick with a sport, I think. A little bit longer. Yeah, I'll go stick with a sport. Stick with something. Oh, man. Um. No, I don't even know. Oh man, I I enjoyed every sport for for a different reason. Um, I I want to say lacrosse, but that would probably change if you asked me this question tomorrow. So, <laughs> no, I mean, or boxing. We'll go with boxing. See, we'll it's very. Boxing. I find it very interesting. You you you're jumping from team sports to something that's predominantly, at least when you're in the ring and fighting a, a singular sport i do and it's weird and you know that came from something in football and i and it, 
maybe actually it's like a therapist. This is what turned me off from team sports. It is like the just the thought of like we're on the football field. And literally this is I was playing Hawkeyes football. I was in like grade eight, seven or eight, somewhere in there, whatever. Uh, and we got to play halftime at an Argos game at Skydome. So like huge deal for me. Like I'm a kid being on the Skydome. Like, are you kidding me? It is huge. We ended up losing the game because one of the players, he said he hurt his foot or uh, whatever. And he ended up letting the guy go. Quarterback got sacked, fumbled. We ended up losing the game literally because of that. And I was just like, wow, I don't understand. Like, and at the time I didn't understand like how I could work so hard. I did everything that my coach told me to do and we still lost. I was like, what? And then just because he was like, oh, I'm tired. I, I didn't want to go to bed last night or whatever his excuse was. I was like, I'm done with that, I think. That's why, like, I enjoy the team sport of bodybuilding because I have the camaraderie and someone to help me out if I need it. But ultimately, I get what I put in. There is no one to blame. My yeah. muscles didn't grow. It's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's only you on stage, right? And that's the thing, too. Exactly. And then that's a, it comes back to the accountability, like I was saying before. There is no one that's going to, you know, bitch at me for cheating on my diet. There's no one really going to know if I didn't, if, if I did 10 reps instead of 12, who the hell is really going to know. Right. Mm. Um, but that's where I take a lot of my lessons from boxing and Muay Thai, just in the terms of a mental game. So in training and boxing, when you're doing pad work or something, you got 13 seconds left. And that 13 seconds literally seems like an hour when you've been fighting all day. Like, <laughs> If, if you've never been in that situation of just cardiovascular overload, like you feel like your brain's going to explode. And then on top of that, you're still having to defend yourself and getting punched and kicked and hurt that I translate that to my gym workouts now where it's like on my 10th rep, I'm wiggling like a little girl, like I'm all shaky, but it's like, no, I have a job to do get 12, finish the 12. Now we're done. So I take that. I extrapolated that from the single sports into or from the team sports into a single sport. Wow. I love that. If that makes any sense. No, it does. No, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Because then my mental toughness, too. I never okay. never have to question it. Go on, sir. No, I was just saying that just taught me, to, like, I don't ever have to question my mental toughness for the most part. Like, my body will give out before my brain does. That's almost dangerous. It is. So that, that I say that, when you ever hear people, like, you ever had a coach or anyone in your life say, listen to your body? Mm. Like, yeah. I'd always hear it, but I didn't understand it. Now, as I get older, like at my age now, 35, like, and that's what ties it off everything back in. Work harder, not smarter. Mm. I said at the beginning, like, do my reps smarter. If I feel something off, change it. Something's not right, change it. Got it. Got it, got it. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think I should ask you? No, no. I think we covered everything, brother man. That was awesome, man. And last thing, where can people find you? Plug all your social medias, your YouTube channel, whatever you got going on. Uh, I really just use Instagram, so Tyco T Y C O nine o five. Uh, no YouTube or anything. I, I used to do. I used to like do my gaming and stuff, but I'm gonna try and rewire all that. Start getting like fitness stuff up there. So I don't want to plug it yet, just because there's nothing really up there. Cool people to go look at. Oh uh, yeah, Tyco905 on Instagram, man. Hit me up. Uh, Imperfect Nutrition is the company on Instagram also. Um, if you guys want to take a look, interested in anything, ask me any questions or whatever. Sweet. And if people have any questions or they want to work with you, they can get you through your Instagram? 
Yeah, hundred percent, brother man. Hundred percent. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you having me, my friend. Awesome. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a great day. All right. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening, guys. Please don't forget to like and share this. I'm trying to get this to everybody, uh, any person that you know in Ontario, Canada, um, or anybody that you know comes to Ontario, Canada. I uh, I want to really highlight businesses and people who are in the area. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, like and share and comment, and I'll see you next time. Peace.